Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Library Scoop, the official podcast of the Niles Main District Library. I'm Jabez from the Digital Services Department, and I'm here with my good friend Kate. Kate is a youth librarian. You can see her all around the library, uh, Kid Space, Teen Underground, Wonderground, which we're going to talk to a little bit today. You move around a lot. You move around a lot. <laughs> It's, it's a good thing because you do what you got to do, right? I do. Mm-hmm. What, without, I oh, without further ado, mm-hmm. let's welcome Kate to the uh, Library Scoop. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. I'm glad you're here. Everything's going good? Everything is good. Today was a good day. Today was a good day, like the song? Yeah. <laughs> like the song. For those of you who don't get the rest, the reference, it's like the ice cube. <laughs> Today was a good day. Today was a good day. Mm-hmm. All right, so for many of the audience uh, that doesn't know you, uh, just give us a little bit of your backstory. Why a librarian? Uh, oh, why am I a librarian? Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's interesting. I don't, uh, I guess going to talk about my mom right out of the shoot. But um, but recently my mom just kind of like looked at me and she was like, you know, I just can't imagine what you'd do if you weren't a librarian. And while I have tried lots of other things, um, it is very true. I think I was born a book person and it just makes ton, it just makes a lot of sense to me. So I applied to the library department and got in and I just... You know, it's sort of, I did those first few classes and was just totally sucked under. Yeah. And I like when I want to talk about people, I want to talk to people about books all day. I didn't even really know what type of library I wanted to go into. I sort of saw myself going into like academic librarianship. So I went into that class and um, the lights go down and there's a big screen that comes up and it's just like videos of parents reading to their babies. Yeah. And two, we watched this for like two hours, and I was like, there. Like, it was just yeah. like, I was just like, this is what I want to do forever. I just want to watch people read to babies forever, which is not quite exactly what I do, but it is a huge part of what I do. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful experience. And so I think that moment was just when, like, I, I didn't look back. I, you know, I, I had taken, like, you know, uh, informatic, you know, Informatics in the humanities and all these other classes and I was like I only have about half my credits left But I'm just gonna do it all in children's literature and children's Mm -hmm. uh, Youth services and then maybe someone will hire me and you know, I actually I got this job right out of school And look at you now. Look at me now. It's yeah, I don't know. It's um You know, it's it's uh, it's such an interesting field where you can come in just being like, I know I like to, I really like to read in a way yeah. that I feel like might be a little different from everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's just so many different ways you can go into way, you can go into it. Okay, so let's unpack all of that beautiful, useful <laughs> information. So from what I can tell from you, it's just like you're a people person, mm-hmm. and it's just like this opportunity not kind of fell on your lap. It just like merged itself all together. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that opportunity is like you took experience from this place, this place, this place, and then throughout time, it's just like your desire became like kind of like more. It's like, am I really fulfilling like what I want to do in life? And then you just took this opportunity, and then once you got into the opportunity, it's like, holy crap, I found everything I really wanted. 
Yeah, and I think Niles is a place, and like especially, you know, Susan hired me. She was a supervisor in youth services before she was the director. And yeah. um, I, you know, my interview with her, like we just had this long conversation about books and how we feel about people and knowledge and yeah. um, the and just the ethics of librarianship. Mm-hmm. And we just immediately, like, she just. Um, you know, and when I when I asked her what the job would be like, she was like, "Well, you know, it really takes on the character of the person." Yeah. And I was just like, "Well, good," because that is really a, a sort of fit that I I personally need. I'm not right. someone who necessarily could just I don't know. I mean, not that I can't do all sorts of things, but like, you know, I wouldn't make a great catalog. I wouldn't make a, you know, I'm, I could probably swing adult services now, but I don't think I could have just come into it. No. I think learning um, from, you know, learning in the children's department has sort of prepared me to be able to do all sorts of other uh, librarianship and serve different people in a public, um, in a public services. I mean, it's, it's actually, and it's not just in the library. I actually, like, no matter where I go now, I find myself just being, like, a, like a generalized helper sometimes yeah. like I go to other libraries and people think I work there or oh. like in a bookstore or or just like I, I don't know it's just it's something that it's a skill that this job can really can sort really of take can really yeah can really teach you gotcha I don't know if I say this enough every time my small conversations happen but you are a natural storyteller oh. and I'm just like in my head it's just like can Kate be <laughs> no, I no. Just, I just feel like it's actually such a job that takes so much more discipline and like self torture that yeah. like I don't have that part. I oh, have wow. to love my work, and I, you have to hate the aspects of your work if you're a comedian. It's miserable. I mean, it depends on who you talk to. If it's just like. If you're out and about and just want to tell a funny story, yeah. that's pretty much it. But that's what being like that's the thing about library. You sort of cut to the chase in a library. Well, one, you don't have to worry about the ambition part where you have to like knock over everybody to get there. You know, really, yeah. I think the job is about ideas and it's about stories. Um, and when you're in, especially coming from the children's departments, the stories are so varied to such wide degrees. Like some of them are like, you know, like. There's a gorgeous book about the history of Japan that is probably altogether like 300 words, mm-hmm. but the illustrations are just these like gorgeous panoramas of like Japanese, of Japan, you know, a, 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 just a single street in Japan through the ages. And um, it covers thousands of years, and it's like this really beautiful visual um, history. And it's for really young kids, but like you can put that in front of adults and anyone, and it's yeah. you you just soak up not just the knowledge from the words, but just like the visual experience of it. Yeah, just like you can get more meaningful from illustrations rather than from words as well. Well, b- the both in well, both, both together. The, yeah, together, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing is that like we, you know, you're like. Guess I've you know learned a lot from the stories that I'm surrounded by, but like yeah. I'm literally constantly for at least I mean when I'm at home I'm surrounded by stories too because I love books my my house is full of books too, mm-hmm. but just the like having a professional life where you're just like you have 
all of these stories at your fingertips. I mean, I can just pull them off the shelf at any time. Yeah. And um, illustrate virtually any idea I can think of. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think maybe like the experience of working in a children's apartment like ours, where the collection's so strong. Yeah. And um, and it, you know, I've been here for 10 years, so I sort of like, by um, uh, osmosis, like absorbed so much of it that um, I don't think of myself as a storyteller. I just think of myself as like an absorber of stories. Um, you mentioned this earlier. It's just like the, the idea of like a library or a library is just not just books. And a couple of weeks ago, you um, you mentioned about this opportunity in Wonderground. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And then at first I'm like... I've we haven't even of, talked about Wonderground yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I've heard of Wonderground. Mm-hmm. But for some of the audience, can you just like explain briefly like what Wonderground is? Yeah, so the Wonderground essentially, well, the Wonderground is a room. Um, it's uh, it's in the kids' apartment, right? You know, it's like this little closet next to the DVD collection. Well, and a bigger closet. Well, bigger on the inside <laughs> for it's and it's it's like you know I was actually really into Doctor Who around the time that I started it five, six years ago, seven years ago. Okay. Um, and it was you know it was more of an idea first. You know, the I knew I had this, you know, we had this extra study room that we couldn't use, so we had to turn it into something else. So what I started thinking of ways to make, um, to focus on sort of inquiry-based science, to just practice curiosity and wonder in the end. Gotcha. I wanted them to do something, like practice something at their own, like at, on their own level. Okay that I wanted their curiosity to spark their own learning. Gotcha. And I wanted them to just wonder about stuff. I, you know, so part of it is like getting used to frustration. Yeah. Getting used to like, and being excited about... Discovering. Discovering the fact that you, nobody can tell you... If you're right or wrong. If you're right or wrong, you just have to keep trying. Of course. You have to make a bad one several times. Of course. Before you make a good one. Right. And there's all different strategies that you can try. You know, something that I, I discovered really works is like with paper airplanes as an example, yeah. is that if we use a smaller piece of paper, mm-hmm. it's actually easier for kids to manage if they're like, their motor skills were off. Right. So, but the wonder, so what I sort of try to do is show kids that there's lots of different ways to get at a problem or get right. at a, you know, we generally read a book and do something hands-on and talk about it and joke about it and we fail and we look at other people's examples and mm-hmm. they're failing you know so there's been like tons of kids coming through so they sort of see that like they'll fit into yeah. the group mm-hmm. so for, for, for my understanding it's more of like a problem-solving driven area mm-hmm. where kids are encouraged to make mistakes, encouraged to be, to challenge their own thinking, say like, okay, am I on the right path? Is this the right item? Is this the right fold that I have to make? And this accepting accountability, well, I wouldn't say accountability, but right now I have to say that. It's just like, it's okay to, yeah. like, to honor that. And it's like okay to have these um, these ideas to struggle. It's, it's okay to have the ideas to grow, mm-hmm. especially the younger yeah because as I I may have noticed um, now that I'm teaching still it's just like when that age they just want to be like other people yeah but what it sounds like what you're doing at Wonderground is just like you want them to be you and want them to answer their own questions yeah I want them to and I want them to realize 
that they can come, that like, um, they, that you can actually, uh, this is another thing that's kind of fun about it because people come in and out a lot and we have like sessions, but some kids have to come in in the middle or end or whatever, um, is that like learning can be going on and you can sort of dip in, get involved, you know, read the room, read the dynamics going on, you know, look to the leader to introduce you, mm-hmm. you know, and then also what if you're a more experienced kid, how to sort of help other kids get acclimated. That's a, a funny dynamic that yeah. starts, that has, that builds over time mm-hmm. and among like kids who show up really regularly or kids who really show up once a month, you know, so yeah. there's like a weird dynamic where you can, what I like about it is that you can sort of come in in the middle. Mm-hmm. And still be fully involved, and then leave when you're ready to leave. This sounds great. Um, just I have a couple more questions mm-hmm. about this. It's just like, can any child just stop by at leisure? Mm-hmm. Or, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, we really focus on kindergarten through fourth grade. Well, right. Yes. And you can stop by um, Tuesday, Thursday between four and six. Okay. And you'll be there. And I'll be there. We we would like to. Uh, make a more we've always wanted to sort of make it available for like parents to check out of course we've just never quite gotten there yet that's so, one day one day yeah pin it in the needle mm-hmm. one of my kids say exactly um so my next thing is just like well why is this all important to know between those age age range uh, so what are our current projects you're doing now? And is there any other projects, like, every month, every week? Or? Every month is a different theme. Okay. This month we're doing reverse engineering, so we're just taking all sorts of stuff apart. Okay. I, like, ha- uh, Pete uh, donated a whole bunch of really cool, like, radios and little toys and devices. And I got some at the thrift store. I actually won. I have my old dictaphone that a girl is, this girl Penelope is taking apart, and she's brilliant and she's just doing a fantastic job and um she's just you know so she's taking it apart like bit by bit and like there's a kid who was she actually had never touched like cassette tape and didn't even realize it was magnetic and I was like you know she tried to like make it work and I heard like my voice come on and I was like oh no I don't know what I recorded on there when I was 16 so I was like let me show you how magnetic this is (laughs) and I was like let's get rid of all this all this old recording, but, um, but, but she, um, but yeah, she's taking part bit by bit and it's just like full of like really cool devices and just like, there's this really cool bronze disc that yeah. like spins the tape and mm-hmm. uh, just tons of gears and, um, so that's, that's really fun to see all those things come apart. And then, and she's like, you know, but from taking it apart, she's like, you know, she was able to identify the battery and was like curious about what the battery was connected to and I started spinning it and she was like so that makes something spin and I was like what makes things spin and she's like what makes your wheel the your mom's the wheels on your mom's car spin and she's like a motor and I was like yeah well what do you think that is she's like oh the motor so the battery feeds the motor which spins the tape around and you know she really just discovered that all on her own like yeah I'm I don't know. I'm impressed kids know where cassettes are. 
Well, she did, she, right, she didn't. It was like, but she, once I explained that it has to rotate in order to get the sound onto it, Yeah. she like made the connection that that, you know, backwards. So reverse engineering is, I totally recommend doing it. Destroy something broken. So That's every, what we're doing now. So everyone, break something and figure out what's in it. What's in it? <laughs> then next month we're going to do math, and we're going to do, like, we're doing some, we're actually, uh, we should talk about this in the future, but there's uh, we're going to be doing some weird math, some weird like quantum computing math. Yeah. Um, talk about like quantum concepts in picture books. That's the other thing about the Wonderground too is that um, you know we do like we we do a lot of you know hands-on stuff. We almost always support it with books, right. and um, so. And that's like one of the things that's lacking. Well, the hands-on experience, but also connecting it to literature. Like, people don't quite understand how much you can learn, like, really from children's books. Like, oh, of course. Um, you know, they're sort of, not just because I'm a children's librarian, like, I think, I think I learned this from being a children's librarian, but you want to learn anything, turn to our nonfiction section, and you will start from the very fundamentals and get, you know. Get on your way. Get on your way. I have to go on desk. Okay. We'll cut that out. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You're good. Uh, well, thank you again for joining. Thank you. And then hope to see you soon. Hope to see you soon. I want to thank Kate for joining us on the library scoop. And if you are ever curious about checking out Wonderground, Wonderground is in uh, Kid Space, right on the left-hand corner, right next to the DVDs. I would highly suggest you all check it out. Also, you can check out previous episodes of the Library Scoop on four different platforms, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and also SoundCloud. So give us a five-star review and don't forget to subscribe. And lastly, don't forget to download our library app. It's the first time ever that we have an app. Uh, you can scan ISBN codes at bookstores to see if the book is available at the library, store your library card number, register for programs, and also get access to all resources all right. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. Hope you see you soon.